Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Mickey. Hello. Hi, I'm Mickey. Hi, Recovering compulsive eater and bulimic. And um, thanks, Jen. I don't think she made it tonight. And um, for asking me to speak here, it's always an honor and a privilege to be a service program. Um, I have photos. And um, for the newcomer, um, I needed to see the photos, to see the physical recovery, so that I could let the willingness seep into my mind. And um, I'm 5'10", I've been 20 pounds less than I am right now, and 30 pounds more than I've been right now. And you can see in the photos, I have gained and lost those same 50 pounds probably 300 times. And um, today I have freedom from food and body obsession, that I did not have walking in here 14 years ago. Um, so I've been in program 14 years. Um, I think it's 15. I can't, I'm not good at numbers and when I came in, because I was so much into the food, I couldn't even keep track of that. Um, I uh, Just briefly what it's like, because for the newcomer, I needed to hear what other people's problems were so I could identify what the solution was. And so I have eaten out of garbage cans, I've eaten if something is on the stove, something's in the microwave, and I'm burning my tongue on the pan because it's still hot. I've eaten my roommate's food all the way down, going out, shopping, and eating it back to, to the exact spot where I think it used to be. Um, I've, uh, was laxative um, bulimic, and um, I have defecated in my pants because of the, this disease. Um, I've tried everything to throw up medicines, other medications for their side effects to lose weight. Um, I was completely obsessed with exercising what other people thought about me, what food I was going to eat, what food I'm not going to eat. Um, and I, you know, I have, I've been under eating, I've been overeating, I've overexercised. I've done everything in this program. Like if you don't think anyone's done it, I've done it. I've chewed food, spitting it out. Um, I've done it all. And so I can honestly say that. So, um, and I don't want to say like, ooh, but just so that the newcomer can hear, like, yes, the terrible things we, the things with food we do, the concoctions I would make with sugar and flour and a little bit of this and a little bit of that and eat it, like, insanity, pure insanity. Um, so when I came to this program, I was um, bursting out of a size 16, and um, I was looking on, on the internet to find a meeting and I found one and I'm just so grateful that everyone was so welcoming and you know the the hardest part is to admit that I have a problem and to come as a newcomer and say I think I have a problem with food it's really 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 that's so much courage I honor all the people who have done that um so what I do now is, uh, so that was what it used to be like. I'm not going to, I don't want to hear another foodologue. We all have our own foodologues. Um, so I'm not going to go into much more about the food. But what I do now is, what it's like now is, um, 
I have a higher power who I do not understand. Um, that higher power is not me. That's the only thing I really have to understand. My higher power is not me. And um, I work on having a relationship with that power. And it doesn't look... And how I practice that is I get up in the morning and I am so grateful. I, I say I'm grateful for my recovery. I'm grateful for my program. I have a little cat that pats me on the face every morning. And I'm grateful for my cat, Darby. And... Um, I do my prayer meditation, and that's how I start my day. Not every day is it 15 minutes of meditation, like this perfect way. My ideas tell me what it looks like, but I know that I admit complete defeat. I am a complete defeat against food, and um, I have a – I'm so nervous. I don't know why I'm so nervous tonight. Um, so I'm like oh, all over the place. But I admit complete defeat, and when I admit complete defeat, I am not in my will. And my disease is right here. My disease, I used to think I have a little food problem. No, I have a big thought problem. My, um, the disease is centered in my mind, and it's um, fault-finding, fi- fault opinion, opinionated, unsatisfied mind. That's constantly 24 hours a day that hijacks my good parts of the brain that work into an obsession that I cannot stop. And um, without a higher power's help. And so with my higher power, the stops, at least the volume gets turned down. Not every day are they off or gone. But with my higher power help, they get turned down. And um, so how I practice my program is I do my prayer meditation. I go to three meetings a week. I work, um, I have a sponsor. Actually, I have two sponsors. Um, I have sponsees. And um, I use the tools of the program. And... Um, on a daily basis, and for me, this is a life program. It's not another diet. It's not a diet club. It's not another way to, for me to. It's not a quick fix for me to get skinny and move on to the next chaotic thing in my life. And when I practice this daily and um, let my higher power in, I have the most beautiful life with freedom for food and body obsession. And in the big book, it says, you know. Um, the problem of our life, or the problem is not food. The problem is self-centeredness. And that is the disease of my, that is the disease of my, of, that's my disease. And um, so some tricks I've learned to get rid of this fault-finding, opinionated, unsatisfiable mind is the set-aside prayer. And um, there's a thousand different versions of it. And my version, I make my own prayers to fit me. And if you're new Say the prayers. You don't have to like it the same anyways. Um, and then I stopped parroting the prayers. And I started putting in words that work for me. And so my set-aside prayer is, God, please enable me to set aside everything I think I know about the kind of prayer goes, my broken, myself, my brokenness, the 12 steps, and you, so that I may have an open mind and new experience. So I say that prayer, and work is my biggest thorn, And so I say, God, please enable me to set aside everything I think I know about work, my coworkers, the tube system, everything I think so that I may have an open mind and a new experience. And when I say that prayer, all of a sudden the small things stop bothering me, and I'm willing to see things differently. Because my disease is negative thinking, and I go up, my my diseased mind goes around and collects evidence of all the things that are negative and bad, um, you know, whatever it is, and hoards that evidence, 
and always uses it against ammunition against my healthy thing, my healthy self at all times. And so um, I have to. That's when I realized I, I identify my disease on a daily basis: false find, fault finding, opinionated, unsatisfied, unsatisfied mind. And what does that look like? The negative thinking is, oh, that you can. It's okay. You can have it. Okay. Oh, it's okay. You don't have to make a mess. Oh, it's okay. You can do it this one time. That's how the disease creeps back into my life and it creeps back into my mind, and it hijacks me. My, my negative thinking hijacks me, and I'm unable to listen to my higher power and unwilling to do the, the things that have been asked, that my, higher, my sponsor asked me to do. And so um, I have a food plan that I follow, and I'm not going to talk too much about the food, but um, I do have sturdy meals because if I don't take care of myself, I cannot be of service to anyone else, and my life gets unmanageable. I get too hungry, and six hours later or eight hours later when I get home and finally have a chance to eat, the house isn't safe. <laughs> so, so I have learned that I need to have my snacks. My boyfriend keeps snacks around for me sometimes. Um, we, were on, we were on vacation, and I'm like, we have an hour before we have to eat. And he, he knows what that means. And um, <laughs> I uh, have sturdy meals so that I can um, not let my blood sugar drop. I have an abstinence, and I will just show that for a brief moment, is no binging, purging, or dieting, because any of those things are going to set me up. And it's not so much about the food. Um, it's a lot more about the behaviors. I'm not binging, purging, or dieting. Mine's a behavior abstinence. Um, because for me, when I'm right-sized... I ask God to help me with my um, having the right thought, the right action, the right attitude, and being right-sized. Even if I'm not the weight I want to be, which is probably all the time, even though I'm a healthy weight, my mind's always telling me I'm not the right size. I put that aside, set that aside, and for today, I'm right-sized. I'm the size that my higher power wants me to be today. So with the right thoughts, the right action, I'm willing to do what is being asked of me, of me. And I have a lot of challenging days. My job is very stressful. I work for 12 hours. I don't get to say when I get to eat. I'm told, okay, you can go on break now. And so, like, if I, when I'm trying to manage my life, I'm trying to manage other people, that's when I am out of control. I, when I, I cannot manage that, when it says in the big book, that I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable. I admit complete defeat over my food. Or I don't admit. I am a complete defeat from my food. And, and I cannot manage my own life. I mean, I may be able to drive the car, but I could kill my drive myself off a cliff because, oh, I ate, the, I ate something I didn't think I should have eaten, or that person said something about me, now I need to get back at them. My thoughts are the ones who are going to take me over the cliff. And... Um, and that's where my old idea. That's what I have learned to call my old ideas. My old ideas is that I'm not good enough. My old ideas are not the right side. My old ideas is that's okay. You can have that cookie, or that's okay. You can eat that technically abstinent food um, this one time. You know, if it was for me, I'm going to push the envelope all the time, push myself right back into and, um, not being abstinent. And for me. Um, Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but my thought, I'm writing every thought that comes into my mind here, is I have a connection with my higher power, and, and that's the most important thing in my life. 
The second most important thing is my abstinence. I do not break my abstinence. Um, for me, it was harder to get my abstinence than to stay abstinent. And um, I, uh, not everything is perfect, but I talk about it with my sponsor, it's not, so it's not my idea saying that I'm still abstinent today. But um, I know that I, that's just the most important thing, bottom line. I'm not going to, like, no man, no date, no clothes, no gym. Nothing is going to be more important than my, my abstinence. Um, and so, what's the only thing I was going to say here? Um, so I want to talk a little bit about delusions. And delusions are the lies I tell myself. And, again, that's sort of the, what I was talking about before is, like, oh, that cookie is okay. Well, my delusions are the, the stories I make up about my life so I can be, in, so I can be self-righteous, so I can be in self-pity. And so what that looks like is, um, you know, I didn't have the right childhood. So my, my story, I have all the story and all the evidence collect, collection saying, oh, my, my childhood wasn't good enough. And what, that's an old idea. That's my old delusion, telling me that there's something wrong. And I, if I choose to believe it, then everything's wrong. I'm driving the wrong car. I live in the wrong house. I live with the wrong man. I have the wrong cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm unsatisfiable. And, um, and that's where I get to um, let go of my old ideas. Like That's the other big thing I'm practicing is let go of my old ideas. And so when I talk to my sponsor... Pray and meditate. Those are, those are the ways my old ideas can kind of like trickle away. I don't do the changing, but when I do the work, which is do the prayer, do the, and really when I do my prayers, it's not parroting a prayer. It's like, God, please help me. Can you be with me right here? Can you be with me here right now? Help me be the woman you want me to be today. Please, please give me the strength, the power, and the courage for whatever it is you want me to do because I have... Me, on my own self, I have a, I'm finite. I only have a, three ounces of energy in the day. But my higher power is infinite. And if I can let my higher power in, I have the energy, the strength, and the power and the courage to do whatever it is. And for me, that's a lot of... I work with um, people on the worst day of their life. And I'm the one who has to... I'm the one with the program. So I get to be compassionate, kind, caring, even though they're, they're not going to be those, that to me. And um, so, so those, those, that's what, how I start my day when I work, because without my higher help, I'm going to be, so this is how I do it when I'm not in my <laughs> good size. So my um, old ideas and my delusions are that they're treating me bad. And so then I go around and I tell everyone around me how this person is treating me bad. I, I poison their wells poison their day because all of a sudden I think that someone's not treating me right. I make them uncomfortable. I make them unhappy. Then I start collecting people to jump on my negative bandwagon. And um, my thoughts are negative. My thoughts are like, oh, see how I'm better than she is. How can she do this to me? And all the, the rat wheel that goes with all that negative thinking. And then how do I behave? This is where, the, where it really hits the road. How am I behaving? Am I avoiding the person? Am I talking smack about the person? Am I complaining to everyone who will listen to me or not wanting to listen to me to, so that I can be right? That's my self-righteousness. That's my self-centeredness. That is my disease run. That is my self-run riot. That's what that says in the big book. Um, 
I'll go to page 16. So my sponsor has me read, read so I can get to talk about um, pages 60 to 62 in the big book. And, um, and I, have to, my, I have to read it in the first person present tense. Because when I read it in the we, that means you all. That's not me, that's y'all. So it says on page 60A that I am a compulsive eater and I cannot manage my own life. And I change it to I cannot manage my own thoughts, my old delusional thoughts. That no human power could have relieved my compulsive eating. It says probably in the book, but for me that there is no probably. No human power is going to solve my problem. I've gone to every person, place, thing, so they can fix me, and it still hasn't worked. So for me, it's my higher power, who I do not understand, but I know it's not me. Um, that God can and will if I seek him. And I, if you don't like to use the word God, choose whatever word you want. Again, that's our finite self putting a label on something that's infinite. And so for me, that's in... My own conception of a higher power, it's not me, A, and it's kind of energy and light, goodness, love, compassion, all the good stuff in life, that's my higher power, and it's infinite. Um, so it's, um, my, my sponsor also had me read it this way. It's pretty interesting to hear it this way. The first requirement that we change instead of we is my name, so it's pretty hilarious. The first requirement is that Mickey... Be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be success. On that, Mickey almost always is in collision with someone or somebody, even though Mickey's motives are good. Mickey, like most people, tried to live by self-propulsion. Mickey, like each person, is an actor who wants to run the whole show. It's forever trying to range the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the player in Mickey's own way. If Mickey's arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as Mickey wished, the show would be great. Everyone, including Mickey, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. And these, in trying to make these arrangements, um, Mickey, our actor, may sometimes be quite virtuous. Mickey may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, Mickey might be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as most humans, Mickey is more likely to have a variety of traits. That's a completely different paragraph. Completely different paragraph. And so, um, so when it says Mickey is in, in the actor mode, in self-will, I'm trying to be kind, considerate, patient, generous. That's me trying harder. Those are the techniques I use to get you to do what I want. Those are the techniques that get you to do what I want. And so I used to be like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a people pleaser. No, I'm a taker. I'm a taker. And what that means is that I have no self-will or self-worth and no self-esteem, no self-respect. So I take basically your abuse so then I can feel good about myself. And so I don't even do that anymore. My higher power... This program, the love, the light, the energy, that, that, you know, that's where I get to be the woman God wants me to be today. So, again, later, you know, I won't say the Mickey part again, but the show doesn't go off. And more other people are more to blame. This is me. 
Like when I get work, I'm exhausted because I'm bandwagging, I'm negative, I'm complaining, I'm, you know, all the negative and self-will. I exhaust myself. I try harder to get you to do what I want, so I'm exhausted, and now I blame you for my discomfort, for why the show isn't running well. And, of course, who wants to be around that? Who wants to be around that negative energy? Um, what time is it? Oh, we got lots of time. Okay. Um, so on page 62, so it says, my troubles, we think are, or, so my troubles, I think, are basically of my own making. They arise out of myself. And the um, compulsive reader is an ex- example, an st- extreme example, not a little example, an extreme example of self-will run riot, though I usually don't think so. And it says, above all, above everything, I must be rid of this selfishness. I must or it kills me. And this is the spiritual malady. Pages 60 to 63 are the, the spiritual malady that I cannot change, but I can do the work so that I can be changed. My higher power does the changing. I do the work. So I, um, have, I do a, I've done a really, really third and fourth, uh, a fourth step with a third and fourth column. And that's where I have found out that I am like, they say king baby, but I'm not a king. I'm like queen princess, that I want the world to run the way I want to run. And I'm delusional about how it should be run and how dare you do this to me. And um, so that's my self-will. And then when I get to see on how I behave, it was really, really, I was so embarrassed. I was so humiliated and humbled by how I behave. And um, where it says, you know, I feel like the abused coworker. Um, that, that was sort of like my resentment. Someone so was mean to me, and so I am like the abused coworker. And but how I behave is I'm the one negative bandwagging, talking, complaining about everything, um, avoiding, disrespecting, and that's how I behave. And so where am I dishonest? He also talks about dishonesty in here. Is that I continue to live the delusion that I'm in charge. And my, my dishonesty is that I have no part in it or that I blame you for my problems. And so um, that's sort of a quick run down my third and fourth column. But um, I get to see how I behave, how I think, how I act, so that my higher power can give me the strength and willingness to do different. So within that, my, my sponsor is like, okay, so how do you practice being different? So we still do our prayer meditation, say the set-aside prayer. And then I get to practice keeping my mouth shut. I get to practice being of service to all my coworkers. I get to say good hello to that person even though they don't want to say hello to me. And I'm not doing it as an, oh, look at me, I'm better. It's, I'm the woman that my higher power wants me to be today, which is being respectful, being professional, being kind, generous, loving, to everyone, not just the people I like. It actually takes more. For me, it takes so much more to be kind, patient, compassionate to those I don't like and to those we don't want. We, those we ignore, the homeless, on the streets, and everything like that. And so how do I practice doing other things for others? First, it's simple. Open the door for someone, especially in Starbucks. How many people have had their, the door slammed in their face at Starbucks? Yes. 
So we can start opening doors for people. It's the simple thing to start practicing doing things for others. How do I start practice doing things for others? Um, are we calling the newcomers? We always like, oh, here's my card. Here's, you know, here's my number. You can call me. As a newcomer, how many people did you actually call? I didn't call anybody. It was the other people that called me. That's how the simple ways I can start helping others. Even though I might be really sick, I can start doing that. And that's what, you know, that's why service at meetings is so important. Is to, we get to grow up in here. We get to practice. I'm not saying we. I. I got to practice setting up chairs, making coffee, talking to newcomers, being the greeters. That's how I started practicing getting that spiritual muscle. So then I had the willingness to put down the food. And then sort of like, for me, I, um, my, so this kind of other random tangent is, um, like the food plan. Like my first abstinence was no blueberry muffins. That was my first abstinence. And you know what? I got a month. And then I had some other issues with some other food. So I was willing to put that one on my abstinence. And so if someone told me that I had to do no white sugar, no white flour, not that. I would have left, you know, and thank God you work with the sponsor, you work with other people, and I got to pick my own apps. With my sponsor, I picked my own absence, I picked my own food plan, and, um, and it's sort of like that, that's progress, not perfection for me. That was my progress, not perfection, and I was willing to start doing things differently. And for me, I have to do different to be different. So... My food plan, like, I was kind of, like, you know, kind of struggled getting abstinent at, at times. And I have actually, um, I do have experience with relapse. And um, and so that was when I, I had to be willing to do different to be different. So I had to be willing not to eat a certain food one meal at a time. And, and then sort of like, oh, there's that spiritual muscle. You know, you can't do with that warrior three and you're like, <laughs> something like that you can't do that first day I couldn't do that I can't say, stop saying you I can't do warrior three the first day I walk into yoga that I've never been to before so it's a practice so for me I have a spiritual practice and that is practicing these principles in all my affairs doesn't mean I get an excellence award the first day like that's unrealistic but I get to practice these principles in all my affairs and sometimes I'm not very good at it and so, so that's where we have all the steps. It's not just steps one and two and three. It's like all the steps. So I get to um, make step ten is I promptly make um, amends, not tomorrow, not the next day. And you don't have to make your amends working. If you're a newcomer, don't worry about it. The steps come in order. I don't expect you to do anything different. Um, but the steps are in order so that you have the experience, the strength, you've had some time from other people to be willing to do the things that that are uncomfortable so that you get, so that, I keep saying you, I did the things that made me uncomfortable so that I get the experience of freedom. And time, it says in the book, time and knowledge alone do not stop the disease. And so, um, I'm sure we've heard of people who've been programmed 30 years and they go out. Because time, or because time not, is not one of the qualifiers. And knowledge, we all know how many calories in, calories out is, you know, energy. But 
that doesn't help me. It doesn't help me when I can't stop thinking about food and I can't stop eating. So it's um, for me, I, this is where the, the, um, I get to practice these principles. It ends at 20? Okay, I think I'll stop here and you guys can ask questions. Thank you, Amanda. Question? Uh-huh. Thanks, Vicki. Um, could you tell us a little bit of more about what you do know about your higher power and how long did it take you to get comfortable with that relationship? So the question was, how did I get to my higher power? Uh, uh, what do you know about your higher power? What do I know about my higher power? To get comfortable in that relationship. And how long did I get take to get comfortable in that relationship? I'm still not comfortable. Um, I've been in program 14 years, and when I first came in, my first higher, and if I would have heard God, I would have left skid marks. If you said, <laughs> you, have to have, you have to believe in God, and this, like, I would have been out of here. Skid marks. <laughs> so the program says you can choose your own image or own idea of a higher power. And so my first um, idea of higher power was, like, the ocean, the um, na- national parks, like the Grand Canyon. I am so small in that Grand Canyon. And um, so for me, I, I feel the, some, there's something bigger than me. That's where I feel the, that it, there's something bigger than me. And the ocean, I can't make the wave stop. The wave, ocean comes no matter what. And um, so for me, I realized, like, that's the power that's, greater than me, and it's not me. Um, I do not fully understand my higher power. But it doesn't say you must understand your higher power to practice the principles. So um, I've realized I just have to admit complete defeat. I am not my higher power. My How I define my higher power, if I had to like nail it into one sentence, is light, energy, love, but I don't, I, I can't describe them. But I still practice, I still act as if I believe in that. And I do believe in that. And it gets a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger every day. Does that answer your question? Okay. Thank you, Nikki. Um, I have a question about the prompt that I, I love what you said about I'm at this size that my higher power wants me to be today. Fantastic. Can you tell me the process in your mind or how you got to that point where you could look at yourself and just be pleased with where you are? So the question was, um, how did I get to the point where I was pleased to where I am today and um, the fact that I am right-sized? Yeah, right-sized. Does that make sense why I answered it? Question? Okay. So um, because my disease is unsatisfiable, my diseased mind will, I will never be satisfied at my, rate, at my size. I think I started saying, for today I'm right-sized, and practicing that I was right-sized. And it's not just my size, it's my thoughts, my action, my behavior. And, you know, one drop at a time, I got a cup full of being right-sized. And... Um, most days I have, food and, I have freedom from food and body obsession, but, you know, my disease starts nickeling and diming me to stop 
thinking that way. And then I just get back on the horse. And this is where it's a life program for me. That it's not a one-time, I'm done, did the four-step, I'm done, never doing it again. Um, and usually if I'm unsatisfied, it's not about my body. It's about I'm being self-righteous. I feel cheated. Um, I'm unloved, unwanted, alone. Those are the feelings. And feel, that's one of the things I learned in the program is feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. I may feel that way, it's going to pass. And the other thing I loved is, food is not my friend. I can throw it away. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Okay. How long in your recovery was it before you could stop being obsessed with what people you? The question was, how long um, have I been in program just to stop, the, stop worrying what other people think of me? It hasn't stopped. <laughs> it hasn't stopped. But I don't let it run ruin my life. I'm I still again that's sort of like where we practice going to meetings, we practice being of service. Um, not we I. I practice going to meetings, I practice going to service. I believe that my higher power loves me and I'm doing the best I can. And for, like, my cat loves me no matter what. The people who care about me love me no matter what. They don't care what size I am. Is it okay to disagree? Yes. And when my, when, again, my disease is unsatisfiable. But I just say, okay, for today, I believe I'm right-sized. I may not be the size I want to be, but for today, I believe I'm right-sized. That I'm loving, that I am loved. My higher power loves me no matter what. If I eat or don't eat, the right, if I'm size 2 or size 22, it doesn't matter. And when I start practicing these thoughts, including it in my prayer meditation, the transformation happens. But it's not overnight. And it's, it still comes. Mm-hmm. First of all, thank you for your share. Um, my question is, can you describe a little bit about your process after relapse? how that uh, process of recovery may have differed from your recovery before? Hmm. The question in one sentence was, how was the process of my recovery after relapse? And and, has it changed before? So um, my first abstinence was no sugar. And um, I actually traveled around the world in a backpack and was abstinent for those four years. And then I was um, a nanny in Switzerland. And that's when um, my life, I was, she was very micromanaging me. However, in the big book it says, whenever I'm disturbed, there's something wrong with me, not them. But I started nickeling and diming. I started eating, started eating their cookies and replacing their cookies and over-exercising. And all the disease started coming back in. I broke my abstinence, eating my way through Zurich. That's how I did it. Um... So that was like on a, so I ate my way through Zurich Monday morning. I'm like, I'm done. I don't, I'm in, I don't need to, like I've been in through so much pain. Like I said, I defecated my pants. I've had sore throats. I've had food commas. Oh, well. And um, just to wrap it up, I, uh, it's kind of a long conversation. You can see me afterward. But um, I'm not willing to do that anymore. And so I, I admitted honesty. And admitted complete defeat. I guess I realize now I've admitted complete defeat and is willing to go to any length. 
and and choose God. Just choose God, choose God, choose God. Because when I choose myself, it's either choose God or choose self. There's no in between for me. So when I'm in my will, even one, one ounce of me, I'm on this side. But it also only takes one ounce of God, and I'm on this side. So I think that that answers the question. Thanks for letting me share.